Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. This is an update to a story I did a couple days ago. A whole bunch of people sent me this uh, update. And uh, it's about that newspaper in Kansas. And you'll recall we talked about how the local police were fearful the paper was about to write a story and went and got uh, warrants to raid the offices as well as the homes uh, of some of the reporters and went in and grabbed computers and cell phones and all kinds of stuff. And as people pointed out, number one, probably violated federal law. But number two, it probably violated, though, I don't know, the First Amendment of the Constitution. Uh, and so I had put in an update uh, in the description below the video a follow-up story that said one of the owners of the newspaper died of a heart attack the next day. And so this story got international headlines. And I mentioned that things like this had happened before, but primarily a long time ago. Uh, and it was not a good thing. So we have an update now. Kansas prosecutor withdraws search warrants used in controversial newspaper raid after the owner's death. This is from Fox News. Michael Ruiz wrote this. The district attorney in Kansas's Marion County has withdrawn a series of controversial search warrants that targeted a small-town newspaper and raised national concerns of a First Amendment violation. Authorities will also return all the items seized. Uh, they'll give them back to the newspaper. Uh, its surviving owner and staff members will get that stuff back, according to Bernie Rhodes, who represents the uh, Marion County Record, which is the paper. Uh, I've been told that none of the devices were accessed, but as Ronald Reagan famously said, trust but verify. To that end, he said a forensic investigator would examine the equipment to make sure no files were accessed unlawfully and to check for other tampering. The paper's longtime owner, Joan Meyer, who bought it with her late husband in 1998 to preserve its local ownership, died the day after the searches, according to a letter posted to the newspaper's website last week. The attorney told Fox News, we have not received an apology, and clearly, while this is a promising first step, it does nothing to cure the harm caused to the paper's First Amendment rights by the original illegal search, and regrettably, it does not bring Joan Meyer back. Marion County Attorney Joel Ensi on Wednesday said there was insufficient evidence of an alleged crime and that he had asked police to return all seized items. And again, one of the problems here is that the police said, we think they're about to publish a story that's bad. We think they're about to do something. They're going to do something. They're now policing the future. The raids on Myers' home and the records newsroom, and by the way, that's why there's more than one warrant here. This is more than one location came after reporters looked into allegations that a local shop owner allegedly drove a car while her license was suspended, according to the record's version of events. The paper was subsequently accused of identity theft and unlawfully accessing a computer, leading to the confiscation of computers, smartphones, and other equipment. Before the raids, that woman had hosted a public forum with a U.S. rep at her restaurant, and allegedly asked police to kick out a reporter from attending that meeting. And I had a whole bunch of people send me follow-ups a couple days ago where there were people saying, hey, by the way, everybody, just a cautionary tale here, but not everyone mentioned in the story here did something wrong. In other words, we don't know any of these underlying facts, whether they're true or not. Besides the U.S. rep, it there was no allegations that the rep had done anything wrong. Their name is just mentioned in the story. And so I was very careful to tiptoe around that in the first video I did, and I'm, and I'm, again, doing the same thing here. There's not, we're not complaining about them. We're complaining about the police and how they behaved. The paper looked into that DUI but said it never published a story. 
with editors finding a potential conflict of interest in their source who initially reached out with the information. However, after the raids, the paper revealed that its tipster also alleged that police knew about the suspended license and let her slide when they caught her driving. A call to the listed number for her went unanswered Tuesday, and the voice mailbox unbelievably was full. A text message reply from the number told Fox News Digital there would be no further comments. The uh, record has announced intentions to file a federal lawsuit against city police, alleging the warrants were unconstitutional. The attorney said his team was still gathering information ahead of any potential litigation and is still calculating potential damages ranging from damaged or replaced equipment and loss of revenue. In a letter to the police department, he demanded investigators stop going through the newspaper's computer files because many of them are protected under Kansas law. And as I noted in my previous video, there's also a federal statute that explains how law enforcement is supposed to deal with news agencies. And if they think the news agency's got something they shouldn't or whatever, uh, you can get a subpoena. And you serve them with a subpoena, and that way, if they want to, they can go into court and say, we want to fight the subpoena, and then a judge will rule. But by simply going and getting a blanket warrant, then going in and doing this, it causes a problem because there might be laws getting broken by just simply doing that. Uh, The attorney says, regardless of whether your search was exempt from the protections of the Privacy Protection Act, it plainly violated the First, Fourth, Fifth, and Fourteenth Amendments to the U.S. Constitution, as well as Sections 11, 15, and 18 of the Kansas Bill of Rights. The paper had also reportedly been examining the chief's recent history in Kansas City, where he served before taking the job in Marion. Before she died, according to Rhodes, Joan Meyer described the police department's behavior as Hitler tactics. Now, the chief did not immediately respond to requests for comments either. In a prior statement, he said that once they were ready to release more information, the judicial system that is being questioned will be vindicated. Uh, I don't think most people here are questioning the judicial system. I think they're questioning the police. Now, there are questions for the judicial system, but bigger questions for the police. The prosecutor, however, disagrees. The Marion County record was founded in 1874 by E.W. Hawk, whose family owned the newspaper for more than a century before Meyer and her husband bought it in 1998. Uh, Bill Meyer died in 06. He had worked with the paper since 1948. And what you've got to remember and this is something that a lot of people uh, don't stop to think about, is let's assume there's a typical criminal situation. That is, somebody breaks the law, and they've committed a crime, okay? And the police discover this and find this out, they investigate, whatever it is, and they arrest the person that they believe broke the law. They arrest that person. Charges are brought against that person, not by the police, but by the prosecutor. And so any time an arrest gets made, the prosecutor will eventually take a look at it and go, was this arrest good and should we proceed? And so when the police step too far out of line and then they bring it to a prosecutor who looks at it and goes, what? You you did what? And that is pretty much what happened here. So I've seen cases before where police have gone a little bit too far but not crazy far, but just a little bit too far. And the prosecutor looks at it and goes, okay, in normal situations, if I was asked, I'd say I would not take this case, wouldn't, wouldn't prosecute this. However, I need to have a good relationship with the police because I work with them all day long. And so I don't want to have a bad relationship with them. So, so you know something, I'll, 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 I'll handle this, but I normally wouldn't. 
But when they go so far beyond the pale, the prosecutor's got to look at it and go, I, no, I, I can't abide by this. And so that's the crazy part of the story, is that I wouldn't be surprised if the police kind of had forgotten that, oh, by the way, once we start this action, we hand the action off to a prosecutor. And now they probably should have spoken to the prosecutor beforehand, and they could have avoided all this trouble. And so you'll notice that this story is becoming like a nuclear dumpster fire. That is, nobody wants to be near it. Nobody wants any part of it. You don't want to be able to see it. You want to get so far away from this thing that, that, that you barely even know about it. Okay? And I mentioned before that there have been other situations in history where newspapers have been shut down by law enforcement. And historically, the people who shut them down wind up looking really, really badly. They're the ones who go down in history as, okay, they were the bad guys in this equation. And I mentioned the newspaper in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan that got shut down during the miners' strike right after the Italian Hall disaster. One of the people arrested there was the newspaper's bookkeeper. The bookkeeper for the newspaper was thrown in jail because of a story written that the sheriff didn't like. And eventually they didn't prosecute anybody. And eventually the newspaper went and reopened up in another state because they didn't feel safe in Michigan anymore. And now when people hear the story, they go, oh, that's that buffoon of a sheriff. And he did other bad things during that strike. But one of the things that most people remember him for is, oh, he arrested a bunch of people at a newspaper who were critical of him. And uh, one of the people was a bookkeeper. The bookkeeper didn't write anything about him, but they were on the premises that day, so they got swept up in it. And so this right here by the prosecutor is the right thing to do. Prosecutor took a look at this nuclear dumpster fire and said, I want no part of this, so we will withdraw the search warrants. We're going to give these people their stuff back and hope it plays out well. The problem is a lot of damage got done here. A lot of damage got done here. Now, oh, some people are going to ask and say, but Steve, can they sue for wrongful death? Because they do these searches and the owner of the newspaper dies of a heart attack. And I doubt that they'll be able to make a causal connection where they can say, yes, this caused that. That's very, very difficult to do in a situation like this. But it certainly is the kind of thing that if this case were to go to trial, and the side that's pursuing this, the plaintiffs, if they can get that into evidence one way or the other in front of a jury, there's a good chance that that would encourage them to hit the police a little harder. So it's a crazy story, uh, and we'll have to see what happens. But I suspect litigation will follow. Litigation takes a while. But if I was the attorneys uh, for this, uh, you know, the, the police side of this, I would be sitting them down right about now and talking to the people in charge there and going, okay, how can we settle this now? Let's just make this go away. But talk about a really, really bad decision because I've yet, and, and, and this is, by the way, this is a shocking thing. I'm going to let you know. I can post a video on almost anything and someone, just to play devil's advocate, will take the other side. So if I said, hey, today the sun rose in the east and I live in Michigan, north of the equator. Somebody would say, Steve, uh, hate to argue with you, but you know the concept of the sun rising in the east is a Western construct. 
that uh, is not necessarily provable objectively. Therefore, uh, your statement is ambiguous, if not false. And saying you live north of the equator, uh, likewise. It doesn't matter what I say. I once said two plus two equals four, and I had a guy send me a note saying that he could argue with that. Um, So I did not see any commentary from anybody saying, Steve, you're wrong. The police were right here. No one. No one. And um, I did get some people who sent me notes saying, Steve, did you see the articles saying that you got to be careful who you drag into this? Yes, I did see those articles, and I didn't drag anybody else into it. So the U.S. rep probably has nothing to do with the story except he was involved in that one meeting for whatever reason. And as for the woman who hosted the forum, again, that, that's neither here nor there. What happened was the police thought that the newspaper was going to write an article, so they raided their office in an apparent attempt to stop them, and that's wrong, and that's wrong. So I think most people got that. So Kansas prosecutor withdraws search warrants, so we've got the voice of reason in Kansas is the prosecutor. Uh, Kansas prosecutor withdraws search warrants used in controversial newspaper raid after the owner's death Fox News published that, and almost everybody sent that to me. Thank you very much. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. If it is good, they will stop making it.